0: welcome back to the jewels from the trenches podcast Woo! i'm excited for today's episode mirror mirror on the wall who is the fairest of them all that's right today we're going to be discussing snow white effect what's the snow white effect well those of you who've heard the story know that the queen went to her mirror every day and asked the mirror oh mirror mirror on the wall who is the fairest of them all what did the mirror say oh queen you are the fairest of them all but one day the queen went to the mirror and the mirror said snow white oh queen is the fairest of them all that's right one day the mirror told her the truth as we look into self-reflection ourselves in the mirror we need to be honest and we need not to rely on a lie to get by We're going to talk more about it in this episode. Join me, Jewel Keeper Diamond Destiny, and my guest, Jewel Keeper Madria Willis, as we discuss the jewels on self-reflection. It's time to dig. Roll that intro. Tranches.
1: In the trenches. 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 In the
0: trenches. In the trenches. In the trenches. Thank you guys for coming back to the Jewels from the Trenches podcast. This is season two, and I'm starting off with my wonderful friend um, and who I met on Instagram, my sister in Christ, who will be talking about self-reflection. And you can go ahead and introduce yourself.
1: I'm Madurelle Willis, and I guess I'm the owner of Messages to mm-hmm. Myself Official. I never know what to call it, like owner, facilitator, but...
0: All of that. Yeah. <laughs> all of that and um, I am your host Diamond Destiny um, on Instagram Diamond of Faith so like I said this episode is on self-reflection and of course I had to bring you on here because you're so great at this this is all she does (laughs) she does self-reflection all the time she's great at this she's a pro So the first thing that I would like to talk about with that (laughs) is for us to move forward in life, for us to make changes in our life, um, self-reflection is a must. You have to look back at yourself and say, do I do these things in order to grow? So um, in the Bible, when Jesus was talking about uh, self-reflection, he was uh, speaking in Matthew, uh, I believe it was chapter five uh, and he was saying how the righteousness of us must exceed the righteousness of the pharisees or the sadducees at that time they were hypocrites because often they would do things in a literal context but without a spiritual uh, context to that so they would make sure that they were clean on the outside but on the inside their hearts were dirty so they were hypocrites and so it's the same for us in today's day and age. We can look clean on the outside, but then on the inside, what are our lives like? What are our minds like? And then also speaking on the Bible, too, just to get my little verses out the way. Um, will we read Second Timothy <laughs> Uh, chapter three, verse one through five, we know that God says um, in the last days, uh, men will be lovers of themselves, uh, boasters, proud, uh, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, troublemakers, um, false accusers, uh, despisers of everything that is good, traitors, Um, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof and for you guys watching I'm sure we all know people like this we are in those end times that Timothy was speaking about so with that being said and with those verses out the way we know that the first step to change is just admitting that we have a problem and we need to change that's the first step in self-reflection so that's enough of me talking I've said a lot (laughs) passing it on to you my question is When you know that a change is needed, what are some ways that um, our viewers can look at their lives and say, you know what, I do need to make a change. It's time for me to reflect. It's time for me to start changing some things in my life.
1: I think it's mostly going based off of the scriptures that you just said. Um, Mm -hmm. You somewhat kind of alluded like those are the type of people we don't want to be or we look at somebody else and you're like, oh, no, that's not godly or. God wouldn't be approval of that or have approval exactly. of that. And go, so, actually, haven't I been that person before? And I think mm-hmm. that's where the self-reflection starts because once you start pointing the finger out, I think about all the fingers pointing back to myself and I'm like, how can I not become that person? How can I extend grace to someone else who might be going through something? And In our relationships, really today, people are so easy to be like, oh, I'm going to throw this person away. I'm going to cancel them from my life because that's not the type Uh of community I want around myself. But it's just like, actually, how many people probably have thrown you away because you were acting that same way? So extending this is the the biggest thing. It's like, okay, how can I learn from past experiences? And how can I not keep going back? How can I not go through circles or cycles? Mm
0: -hmm. Mm No, exactly. No, I definitely agree with what you're saying. Like cancel culture is so huge in today's day and age, and it needs to stop (laughs) because literally everybody would be canceled. There would be nobody to do anything. You know, it it is ridiculous. And I definitely agree with what you're saying. Um, Yes. So grace, grace is needed. And also just looking back at the, at the scriptures that I just read. Um, But another thing that I would add to that, a way that I know um, that I would need change in my life. So I say anytime I feel like my judgment becomes cloudy. Like if I'm in a situation and I feel like there's no um, clear answer or clear decision to make, I often look back and say, all right, well, what do I need to do? Because this isn't good. We know that uh, God's spirit is a spirit of um, discernment. It's calm, it's peace, it's power, it's love. So when we start coming into like that clouded mind and it's not easy to make choices, okay, well, we need to figure mm-hmm. out if this is from the enemy or if this is from God. And um, also just being unhappy. Are you unhappy in your life and the way things are going? Or Do you feel unfulfilled? Like- I often look at that in my own life and say, hmm, well, God wouldn't want this from me. When we're saved, we're promised life and life to the fullest. So what are we feeling unhappy about? That's a big indicator (laughs) that we need to change something. And just feeling
1: overall anxious, you know, mm -hmm. just that anxiety and people talk about it so freely today. It's like, you know, I'm just anxious or I'm just so depressed and it's just like okay so we're, we're just gonna sit in that anxiety mm-hmm. or we're gonna just sit in that depression and I think in those moments that's when I'm just like okay Lord what change do I need to make mm-hmm. and what sin am I in right now that's I guess disconnecting
0: me from you and causing me to feel this way exactly exactly and um another thing too like if you're the kind of person who has a lot of people around you they can tell you kind of hey this isn't like you you know um your your character is usually better And I'm seeing you act this way, you know, Um, and like I say, honest people, I put emphasis on an honest person because sometimes people say that and they're, you know, low key, a little bit hating on you. Other times when people say that (laughs) it's because they're actually trying to help you. They want you to do better. They want to see you grow. So if you have honest people around you and they do tell you, hey, you know, this thing that you're doing isn't cool, you know, you really need to think about this, then, yeah, that's a big indicator, too. So now that we know the indicators, um, what is the mindset or what is the root of the problem that basically causes us to say, you know what, I'm unhappy. Um, I need a change in my life.
1: Are you studying your word? Are you praying? <laughs> um, I think those are the, the main things. It's like, mm-hmm. how close is your relationship with God during that time frame? Are you more concerned about what the world is saying about you? And How you can get to the next stage in your life. But if God's not in the mix of it all, I think that right there Mm -hmm. is,
0: yeah, the biggest thing, at least for me. And she's right, y'all. The answer is simple. So on the podcast, for y'all who have been watching for a minute, you know, I'll ask questions, I'll go into scripture, I'll read all these little fancy quotes, but honestly, the answers are simple. (laughs) And she said it just right there. How close are you to God? So that is a big indicator. That is a big um, way to know, hey, this is the cause of my problem. This is the root of my problem. Because we know that when we go to God, God is giving us answers. He's giving us wisdom. And the beginning of that wisdom and that knowledge is the fear of the Lord. So are you walking closely in your relationship with God? But because this is Jules from the Trenches, and we'd like to dig a little deeper, and we'd like to uh, tell you about real life as a Christian, let's go ahead and bring in some real life examples. So, um, you know, when we think of sin, we often think lying, we think stealing, we think cheating. But These things, yes, as they are sin, it is ultimately the mindset that brings those things into existence. It's ultimately your thoughts, your ideas, your heart at that time that led you to sin. So what are those thoughts? Is it entitlement? Do you feel like, well, I worked so hard that, you know, I deserve a little you know, time off to, to do bad things, <laughs> not enjoyable, good things that God gives us time for. But I, I can drink a little bit. I can you know, sleep around a little bit. I can, you know, do all these things that I'm not supposed to. Is it doubting God? God saying, well, I have something good for you, but you have to wait. And you're like, oh, well, I don't know about that. And I'm gonna just go ahead and do what I was going to do. Cause what I'm going to do, I can do right now. So <laughs> is it arrogance? Oh, I deserve this. I I think I'm better than this person. I should have it now. And again, that goes with patience. Is it selfishness? Is it, it's all about me and forget these other people. Those people don't matter. <laughs> Is it pride? Is it insecurity? Is it desperation? And you can add on any anything else that I didn't add in there that you might've thought of.
1: I just think of like the word, but it's like putting stipulations on God. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, God, I I would love to, I guess, advance in this way in my life or um, Mm -hmm. I would love this materialistic possession Mm -hmm. or, you know, I would want this romantic relationship, but I need this, he needs to be six foot tall or however you want to say it these days, like six foot tall, Mm -hmm. Um, people down to the skin color, down to his sense of humor, or if you want something particular like a house or something, telling god how you want all those things instead of just being like lord whatever you desire for my life i will accept it freely into it as long as it's Mm -hmm. within your will i think the within his will part is where we kind of start having that disconnection for god because we think we know better
0: amen yeah no exactly it's that simple if it's in his will and i like how you brought up relationships you brought up houses things that everybody pretty much desires to have and we're so busy comparing (laughs) exactly it's the same stuff right everything that people are comparing each other to especially with social media we're scrolling all day well I don't scroll all day but you know people scroll all day and they're (laughs) saying oh my gosh look at her house look at her car her man you know or for guys look at his woman look at you know this and that his cars you know his body's like this or whatever and so um, I think another thing that's huge for our day and age, you know the term simping? Like, for those of you who don't know, um a simp is anybody who is willing to go above and beyond for someone who would not do the same for them. Now this term is commonly applied to men, but I believe women can be simps too. Just putting that out there. We're not singling out you guys. <laughs> the women can be simps too. So, <laughs> I think this is a great example because in the case of a relationship, you can have um Insecurity. That simping can stem from insecurity. You feel like if I don't do these things for this person, they're not going to love me. They're not going to treat me this way, and that's not true. Um, if you are uh, looking for someone, seeking someone who is seeking God, any godly woman would not treat you that way, and the same for guys. Any godly man would not treat you that way. They would give you respect first and foremost. They would treat you the same way you treat them. It's a mutual thing. It's not, you know, kind of like I think of Bruno Mars. Remember that song, "Grenade." yeah you know, yeah I would catch a grenade for you, um yeah put uh what was it his hand on a blade or something like that yeah, something yeah, I've trying to remember the word- the words. I would do anything for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would go through all of this pain and take a bullet straight through my brain. Mm-hmm. Yes, I would die for you, baby. But you won't do, like you won't do <laughs> what? exactly. What? Like, uh,
1: and that's all relationships. I think. I think we get so caught up on romantic relationships that we don't think about. Like your mom, your dad, your sister, your brother, your cousins, all those relationships count. And it's like, people think, oh, I'm not going to live a fulfilled life if I don't have this sort Mm -hmm. of relationship in my life being Mm -hmm. romantic. But Mm -hmm. if you don't have that type of relationship, how are all the different forms of relationship in your life going and how can you improve upon them? Exactly. Once you do that, then you're like, when you go into a romantic relationship, you have those tools that will hopefully mm-hmm. help you, I guess, better cultivate something healthy mm-hmm. and not just being an agreeable person, an insecure right. person want that person to love you for, I guess, I don't know, your ability to see, I guess, your ability to be the person that they want you to be rather than you mm-hmm. just being true to yourself. Exactly.
0: And that breeds happiness. That is true happiness because you know that the things you're doing are for you and it's not for the other person. So let's say that other person treats you bad one day, or let's say you just get fed up and you're like, I'm tired of being a simp. Well, you won't go off the wall because you're like the things that I'm doing, if I'm living right, I know it's for me and it's not for them. And I treat everybody this way. So now I can no longer be called a simp because I, my mom can vouch for me, my dad, my brothers, my sisters, my friends, you know, whoever else is in my life can say, you know what, this person treats everybody. Body this way and if you treat them wrong that's on you you lost a good thing because this person is just like that that's uh something that they do for themselves so amen I love that and then you know going back to Bruno Mars he recently came out with a song called smoking out the window so this man went from grenade to smoking out the window and in that song he says this female dog got me paying her rent paying for trips diamonds on her neck <laughs> diamonds on her wrist and here I am all alone." All alone. <laughs> and she got me smoking out the window. So basically, what I'm telling you guys is learn through other people. You don't have to go through this. If you are a person who's like insecure, and you know, that's just one of our many examples, you can see how that slowly over time becomes toxic. That is an indicator that self reflection is needed, that a change is needed, that you are somehow unfulfilled. Amen. Mm-hmm. God doesn't give us that spirit
1: of insecurity.
0: He wants us to walk in the confidence that he gives us, you know? Amen. Power, uh, love, and a sound mind. Mm-hmm. So that leaves us with one more thing left to say, one more topic left to transition into. Man, this episode was quick.
1: Oh,
0: no. It, <laughs> yeah, we basically covered everything. Um, I'm, You know, we'll we'll get back into it if there's anything else we would like to add. So this leaves me with this what you want to do is realign yourself with the truth, with the word of God. So being in the world, not being around godly people, um, not keeping yourself in the word or walking closely with God can leave you feeling uh, alone. It can leave you in insecurity, it can leave you in a place where you are far from who God says you are. So it's important to realign yourself with that. So in the Bible, we can find many different Examples of who God calls us to be, what who God says we are, and uh, ultimately it's going back to Jesus, but I'll go ahead and name a few and verses that match it. You guys can look these up later, um, but God says we're loved. So that means we don't have to go out in the world looking for love. We're already loved and walking in that you no longer have to walk in insecurity. John three sixteen. God says we are fearfully and wonderfully made. That's Psalm 139, verse 13 to 16. God says, we are children of the most high. That's amazing, right? Like oftentimes when we're thinking about like our lives and where we come from, we might be thinking, I didn't grow up with the best, uh, with the most money or in the best neighborhood or go to the best schools. Um, But we have a heavenly father who's over the whole earth <laughs> so forget your earthly upbringing you are children of the most high which is galatians three 26. we're conquerors so anything you're facing in life you don't like your job you don't like your current situation you don't like where things are headed you're a conqueror that's romans eight thirty seven. and then we are free from condemnation so this is that guilt that is of the enemy it is uh A trap from the enemy, trying to make you feel like you're still stuck in that place that God has already redeemed you from. It's different from conviction, which is the Holy Spirit and it's current. So when you're sinning, you get a conviction. But after it's done and after you've been forgiven, after you've changed, you move forward, condemnation is from the enemy and you are free from that. And that's Romans 8 1. And we can go on and on and on. You're a royal priesthood and you're called to live like Jesus. So Is there anything else that you would like to add, anything else that you would like to say about um, who we are when we align ourselves with the truth of God? I guess the
1: only thing that's kind of on my heart, because I've been reflecting on it a lot lately, Mm -hmm. is the parable of the wheat and the tares. Yes. Yeah. Um, So it just made me think about like being separate and what that really means in Mm -hmm. life. and. I guess the parable basically states like you're not really supposed to remove the tears um, from the wheat until it's harvest time. Mm-hmm. And so I think as Christians, we can become hypocritical and want to separate us mm-hmm. from uh, separate ourselves from other people um, so fast that we don't really go through that renewal process and allow people mm-hmm. to see Christ within us. So mm-hmm. it's just kind of like when you're thinking about the self-reflection thing, it's not so much as you taking yourself away from all things of the world but rather you not living amongst it or living in it and consuming yourself with it and allowing God to separate you in his time so Mm -hmm. you know be the wheat and stand out and being that light for others is important um but don't forget that your light could easily probably change those tears into some wheat you just never know you just can't tell the difference until it's harvest season so Mm
0: -hmm.
1: exactly the power of the Lord trenches in the trench in the trenches, 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 in the trenches. In the trenches.
0: Yeah. No, I love that. I I really love that because I think a lot of times when people think of Christians, they're like, oh, the Christians, you know, they're so in their own world, you can't even talk to them. And I did a reel about that on Instagram and it like got a whole bunch of likes and people saying, oh, yeah, no, I completely agree. People who like... I guess they weren't big in the faith community and they were just like, you know what? She's telling the truth. And I was like, if that real did good, it was because so many people felt the same way. And, um, it's interesting because you can have someone who's a Christian they've lived in the world they know what it's like to be in the world so when you get saved it's the same thing you can still talk to those people God placed us on the earth together it wasn't so that we could be separate the whole time it's so that we could learn and bring each other into the fullness of life which is Christ so it's we are called to be relatable we are called to um, still be loving and still be you know ambassadors of Christ and the people who have, um, not done a very good job with that. I am so sorry. I apologize to anyone who's felt that way (laughs) because it honestly, it, you never know, um, how many times that person might've had a chance to talk to the people of God. And the thing is, if you don't know, uh, many people of God, you know, that first impression means a lot. And you're going to basically be scarred, like, man, you know, last time I talked to a, Christian person or someone who said they believed in God they treated me this way I don't want anything to do with those people you know um and one of 50 cent songs uh his song he did with Chris Brown he said um pastor or preacher man come around talking I don't want to hear it keep walking like that's how it makes them feel like and that's horrible you think about like not so much in the sense that he felt that way but that that person made him feel that way that people who came before um made him feel that way So yeah, I completely agree. Um, Our first impressions are very important. And we should still treat people with love because God forgives us just as we should forgive other people. So we're in no way special or above the people who um, don't know God maybe as well as we do. Because honestly, it's worse for us. Because if we can know God and still sin and do crazy, ridiculous things that honestly we've been set free from, if anything, we're more guilty. So it's just something to think about.
1: And I think dance has also taught me a lot just about just how I interact with people around me mm-hmm. in general. You can go to church and you're around people that, you know, hopefully are rooted in the word. But then we kind of get out there in life and you're just like, OK, let me take a dance class. There's mm-hmm. different people from all different walks of life. And you're you're like, OK, why am I dancing to this song? I really don't like the lyrics in this song. But then you might have bumped that song maybe one time in the car Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But then you get on Instagram and you're like, actually, maybe I shouldn't post that song because it's not a good representation of who God is and people probably see it differently and stuff like that. And that was something that I wrestled with because I'm like, yeah, I don't like this song at all. But if I could sit in a dance class and dance to it there and amongst these people, then what stops me from posting it on Instagram? Why wouldn't I post this? And so I think it's like not not having this Christian persona, like you're one way in, in church, mm-hmm. you're one way on Instagram, mm-hmm. you're one way with your family, you're one way with this set of friends. But then when you get around like your Christian friends, you're like, yeah, let me not say that word because I'm going to get judged for it or they are going to condemn me and they're going to say, basically, I'm going straight to hell, like, because, mm-hmm. you know, this is not, this isn't godly. And so for me, messages to myself, just the page in general, is really just bringing humanity back to how we see one another. Because like, if you're in the in the car listening to something with all these different words in there, and then you want to be like, no, on Instagram, mm-mm. it's only gospel music. And I'm only condoning listening to yeah. gospel music. You're being a hypocrite. And then when you look at everybody else, they're going to be like, dang, like, they're so much closer to God than me. Because you know, they don't believe in listening to this and they don't believe in dancing to this and that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think if you're going to say you're one way, you need to make sure your life aligns in all elements of your life because they're right there. You're a hypocrite according to the word of God. And so that's my goal in life is just to continue to just think of ways that God can renew me and allow me to be more relatable to other people Mm -hmm. because I listen to all sorts of music and I and I enjoy the music but also I do what you do I listen to the lyrics and I'm just like hmm what would God say about that lyric that's interesting and and there's some people that maybe they grew up in the church and Mm -hmm. you know over time they felt so judged by people of the church that it made them leave Mm -hmm. for years and years and years Mm -hmm. until they truly understood who God is and not what man says he is.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And so that's another part of self-reflection is truly like, do I know who God is? Do I have a relationship with him? Am I growing in the word? Um, Yeah. I think I had a few topics about that. Just like, am I growing? Who am I? Who does God Mm -hmm. say I am? Mm -hmm. And I think once you get into those fundamental principles of, you know, a faith of knowing you know from genesis what was god really trying to show um, show us how did he create us and then when sin came into play what did the sin do and then now so that now that we have jesus into play now how is sin truly defined is it much different if you identif- if your identity is in christ or are you still of the world what does that sin mean for you it means separation from god and yeah, so it's mm-hmm. it's just so much self-reflection. It'll bring you through this whole whirlwind of of topics and you'll learn more about yourself. You're you'll yes. understand how you relate to people in the world. You'll understand um what 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 does life even mean? What your purpose is, and how can you be the best representative for Christ and not, mm-hmm. you know, turn people away from him because we need more people who are relatable, transparent, and mm-hmm. willing to to be those people walking on this earth like Jesus did for us um mm-hmm. to show us a a new light
0: <laughs> yeah no definitely Sorry, I <laughs> and that's true all of that is true i love that i love everything you just said because um it's funny when you read the bible you get to see how jesus walked the earth and honestly a lot of the things he did the pharisees didn't agree with and these are people who studied the word and knew it backwards and forwards since like the age of 12 so that's interesting you're telling me that religious people don't agree with the one who they say they're following um and it's the same in today's day and time People will say, Yeah, I follow God. I believe in God. But we're so many arguments and so many disagreements and so many little things that honestly are distractions. They're from the enemy, they're not of God. And it's like, Do you know God when God is in front of you? Let's say if God wants to speak through a woman, would you reject the message because it's through a woman? Let's say if God wants to use a child, would you reject that message because it's through a child? Or if because of the person's skin color, let's say they're black, you don't want to hear the message of a black person. Let's say if, um, you know, this person is non-denominational. Would that message not be heard because, oh, you don't believe in this specific thing. And so there's so many labels. There's so many things that people put on God that God is not putting on himself. (laughs) And it's blocking uh, the message of Christ. It's blocking the the salvation that many could receive. So I definitely agree. I definitely agree. It's still very real.
1: (laughs) It makes me think of, um, I guess, just a little analogy that my brother uses sometimes Mm -hmm. he'll talk about chicken he's like what's the difference between like Popeyes and KFC and I'm like you know the flavor I mean but it's chicken and whatever and he goes Mm -hmm. exactly he's just like and that's kind of how religion happens like there's Mm -hmm. so many different flavors and maybe that other flavor um, someone else can relate to a little bit more or maybe that community Mm -hmm. of people have walked through a similar lifestyle as them and they still end up getting the chicken, which might be, it's Jesus, but mm-hmm. they just have to go through a different cycle of life and self-reflection to get to the same understanding because mm-hmm. we all don't get there at the same time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So exactly. that's what she, my mom always says, she's like, we don't all get there at the same time. And just because you you're over here and you're in this specific church and they have this denomination doesn't mean that somebody else might not get to that same point one day but it's not our place to start judging people. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Everything isn't revealed to everyone at the same time. And we have to be respectful of that. Not because I know this, I'm gonna judge you harshly. I saw this one movie and it was so great. It was like the Apostle Paul... he had come into today's day and time and he was basically speaking on how the church should be or how the church really hasn't changed in like 2000 years when he was alive (laughs) and like all the things that he would have changed if he was here. And of course, you know, it was, it wasn't real. It was like, you know, futuristic but he was coming into like 2021 and he was saying why is the church so divided we all follow christ why do you why do you guys never meet together as believers and things like what you were saying um i shouldn't judge a believer or a non-believer uh, based on the things that I learned as a believer, because God is holding me to a different standard. These are things that they don't know. It's like judging a child, basically, like saying, oh, well, you should know um, how to eat properly. You have to teach a child first. They're not just going to know. <laughs> and it's the same thing. Like, and, you know, I in no way mean to be um disrespectful by comparing to a child, but it's a similar way of learning. So if you don't know it yet, how, how, how could I judge you based on something you don't know? So yeah, it's the same way. <laughs> it's the same way. Like cutting off the umbilical cord and
1: saying, okay, now walk. Like, how are you? Yeah. to really know what they're supposed to do. How are they gonna have that nourishment? You have to start with the milk first before you can get to the meat.
0: Exactly. Exactly. It's just like that. So this has been our episode on self-reflection. Just recapping, if there's anything you want to add, you can go ahead, feel free to add in. Um, We talked about, how do you know you need to take some time and reflect on your life? Um, honestly, this is something that uh, I try to practice every day. It's something that my parents have instilled in me and my brother since we were younger. They always tell us, "Go ahead and reflect on your day because you never know what you missed or how God was trying to speak to you through that day. There's so much happening all around the social media and life. So many voices in and out our daily lives that it's good to just stop and think about what's going on. And then once you reflect, are you walking close with God? Are you doing things that you know he would approve of, that we're not like the world, but we're being like him? And that it comes with not necessarily cutting yourself off from the world, but living like Christ while being in the world. And so how do you know that that self-reflection is needed? We know because we can look at our lives and say, hey, this isn't like Christ. (laughs) Hey, I'm unhappy. Hey, this doesn't make me happy. Uh, When your judgment's clouded, when the people around you are saying, hey, you know, you're doing that and I don't think that that's very good. You should change. And then Mm -hmm. how do we fix that? We realign ourselves with the word of God. We go back to God. We realize that, you know, our worth does not come from this world. It's not material possessions, as you were speaking of Um, cars and money and uh, women and houses and the same old, same old. The world is Mm -hmm. boring. (laughs) Once you have all that stuff, it's like I could care less. A lot of rich people are depressed. And I know I went to school with them. I mean, it's I've had a lot of things in my life and they didn't mean anything to me. So it's God. God, at the end of the day, it adds the most value. He is the value. That's how we get to eternal life. So um, we realize that. We realize that those uh, sinful things that we end up doing don't come from the sin itself, but it's a mindset. Is it entitlement? Do I feel like I deserve these things? Are you doubting God's timing? God says, I have great things for your life, but you're saying, no, I want what I want now. I'm tired of waiting. (laughs) Is it selfishness? It's all about me, Uh, pride, insecurity, desperation. And also we talked about simping. Just for you guys out there who wanted to hear our take on that, you know, it's not good to be a simp. And you know, God loves you more than any person who would take advantage of you and let you simp. And a godly woman wouldn't allow you to simp, men. And for women, a godly man wouldn't allow you to simp. And then, so we realign ourselves with God. We know that we're loved. We're fearfully and wonderfully made. We know that we're conquerors. We're free from condemnation. We're royal priesthood. And we're called to live like Jesus. You hit the nail on
1: that with that one. (laughs) That That was a great summary of everything. Well, thank you. Thank you very much.
0: And is there anything else you would like to add? Any promotional things? Any projects you're working on?
1: Honestly, everything will be on the messages to myself page. Mm -hmm. Um, But honestly, it's like the vanity of it all. You kind of summarize it at the very end. It's like Mm -hmm. the things of this world really won't fulfill you. You'll think, oh, if I can just get more money, Mm -hmm. um, that'll bring me happiness. And honestly, that's never the answer. God says like money is the root of all evil. And Mm -hmm. I'm a believer in that now. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. I definitely have seen Mm -hmm. people that just let it take over their whole life and Mm -hmm. their whole identity. And then once you, I guess you attain those things, you'll learn. Well, what else? What else is there with life? Right. Like what else can you get from, from life? Is this mm-hmm. it? Like I can buy everything, but I'm still not happy. And so happiness isn't rooted in money. It's not mm-hmm. rooted in the things that you have. And so mm-hmm. that's another whole refl- reflection. If you want to reflect on, you know, a career that you want. If you mm-hmm. could do anything with your life. If money wasn't involved, it would, if it wouldn't cost a lot of money to go to college to attain that dream that you have, mm-hmm. you know, what would it be? And I think that's where you'll find your purpose is whatever. If money had nothing to do with it and you could do it today, what would it be? Mm-hmm. And I would really ask God, like, Lord, how can I a- attain this goal? And if it's in your will, um, give me that opportunity or provide the opportunity for me to achieve it. And you can
0: exactly and for those of you who would like more on the biblical perspective on vanity i recommend the book of ecclesiastes we have king solomon who speaks on um how life is a vapor basically you can work your whole life and then when you die what are you doing you're giving that money away to your family your friends the people who basically didn't work for it and then you're left with That's nothing book. you pass away
1: <laughs> that book depressed. i was reading it and i'm like ugh lord what are you doing here like i'm like what is the point of life here like it's just vanity upon vanity like literally it just seems like everything that we think about today is vanity Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it's vanity if god's not involved if god's not involved i i don't want it i think there was like real out there that was talking about that
0: yeah if you don't want god involved then you don't want to talk to me Yeah, I know definitely. And Psalm one twenty seven was also talking about that. You can build a house, but if God isn't the one who's helping the builder, it's a waste of time. You can wake up early in the morning, go to sleep late at night, working again, a waste of time if God's not involved. So it's all of those things. And honestly, I've I've been there. I've wasted time like that. I've uh, been angry at myself and had to do some self reflection because I'm like, I could have spent my time better. I could have not been chasing the worldly things and I could have gotten further. Because you can have all of the things, money and, and whatever else is out there. And it's boring, honestly, at the end of the day, you're like, oh, this is it. Oh, okay. Well, that's all right. And then you're depressed. You're like, I did everything there is to do. And it's like, okay, well, that was cool, I guess. And But when you go to God <laughs> and God gives you spiritual insight, wisdom, understanding the uh, eternal things, this stuff on top of that is is different it's it's better you cannot have money you can be going through like the worst seasons of your life you can like literally just horrible horrible things can happen and you're still happy because you're like I got God like you will look like such a crazy person to the world like why are you so happy like you have cancer and it's like well because I have God Um, not that I've had cancer but it it, it's amazing going to God is amazing it's a kind of peace that you will never experience in the world it's a kind of fulfillment that you will never have in the world Mm-hmm. yes ma'am
1: yeah all of those
0: things so i said i would end it a long time ago guys sorry so okay wrapping up the podcast episode we thank you for another episode yes thank you for tuning in and we will see you next time on the jewels from the trenches podcast Woo! In, the trench, <laughs> in the trench in the trenches in the trench in the trench
1: in the trenches in the trenches in the trenches in the trenches, in the trenches. Triage trenches the trenches.